What's going on, Internet? This is Nintendo Pal Block, our own Nintendo show. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deering, and alongside me, as always, the beautiful, the illustrious Edward Varnell. I want to play Ten- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters again. Oh my gosh, I was just talking about that game last night. <laughs> I love that game. Oh my gosh, and like, there's like the Super Nintendo version, which was far superior. Yes than the Sega Genesis version. And I was super jealous because yes. I didn't have it for Super Nintendo. I had it for Sega. And my <gasps> my friend Brian had it for Super Nintendo. And that version was so far superior. Oh, yeah. It's, oh. It, from graphics to gameplay, that whole game is different. I mean, I, I will give it to the Sega Genesis. They do have like one song on it that I do like for a background. But yeah, I actually got that. I got the Super Nintendo version for Christmas and then brought the Sega Genesis version for $20 at KB Toy Store. Oh, KB Toys. I wish that store was still around. Dude, I'm so mad. I wish I bought Snatcher for th- they had Snatcher for t- for 20 bucks. And I picked Rama Half over Snatcher. Really? Even though I didn't have a Sega CD, yes, oh, because CD. I didn't have a Sega, uh, I didn't have a Sega CD, and Konami during that time was my groove. Oh man, Tournament Fighter! Oh my gosh, you just got me super excited, Ed. But we're not. Oh, I love that. Game we're not so here much. to talk. Please. About, I, what if? What if? Oh gosh, Konami. You already know what I was about to say. Uh, On it anymore, but. Uh, um that that doesn't that has not stopped because ubisoft don't own it no more i think activision owns it now nah their license is up too because they just pulled the tmnt platinum game from digital stores so but you can still buy it oh then i might have to buy that work because they still got the physical copies yeah but that game's probably gonna be hard to find soon oh so konami has to konami has to snatch it like let's see why let's see nintendo just did this huge thing with universal right yeah what better way because and then universal owns nickelodeon which owns the rights to ninja turtles so why doesn't nintendo talk to universal and nickelodeon and get the rights to ninja turtles and then we could just have tournament fighter on switch as a switch exclusive we can't because they have to give that to konami because tournament fires is konami's product call it call it something different call it sewer brawlers or something i don't care konami has konami has all the code so they would have to i mean if 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 that happens nintendo would have to buy out that all that code stuff from konami or they they would have to make some deal with nickelodeon okay see you know what this is the discussion that we're going to just have (laughs) a little bit later because we haven't even started the show hello everybody (laughs) (laughs) i mean Who's about to I, already get into like a whole different topic? I know, I know. We we have I, to because I I would yeah because I would love for it to come to Switch. Uh, I would love like, anything that is a turtles game at that, point. Yeah. Ah oh, man, we just we just had a huge rant on tournament fighters, and we didn't even get into one of the main topics of the show. Ah oh, man. Oh, now now that's all I want though is like that Ultra Street Fighter Two game that's coming to Switch. All I want yes. is all I want is a Ninja Turtles tournament fighter now, but in the same style. They could like uh, have the 16-bit or the like hand-drawn art style. Oh, 
Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm down for that. See, well, one day, hopefully, when we talk on Power Block, when Konami rule licensed games. Oh, I know. And uh, I know Retro. I think Retronauts did an episode about it, but um, they talked about that whatever licensed game that they got they would do games in that art style. So that's why you see the Simpsons arcade game in that art style because it was on the TV show and they got the license. That's why X-Men looked that kind of comic book style. Um, and like, But like Metamorphic Force had a, had Konami's own style because they got it. And Capcom kind of somewhat, they didn't do it with Cadillac and Dinosaurs to Alien versus Predator. They had that final fight to it. So Yeah. Yeah. Man, wouldn't it just be great if anything on old consoles would just be like, oh, that appeared on NES. Let's put it on a Nintendo console. Yes. Which, and I that's mean, why I think companies like Microsoft and stuff are starting to do that with Xbox One and PS4. They're like future proofing their, their software. But, like, mm-hmm. man, like some of my favorite Nintendo games are like. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, they're not always Nintendo games like Ninja Gaiden or uh, Castlevania or Mega Man. They're not, you know, I mean, luckily Nintendo has a positive relationship with these companies for those types of games. But then you get into like, like my favorite, my favorite video game of all time is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time for Super Nintendo. That is my favorite game of all time. And there is no way to purchase that game unless you have a cart and a Super Nintendo. And like I know they remade it on Xbox Live a couple years ago, but it's not the same. Oh, it's they terrible. said that Ubisoft game was wasn't even worth the purchase. They was just like, you could beat it within thirty. If you have four, three other people with you, you guys could beat it in thirty minutes. Yeah, like me, me and my friend Brian, like we used to play that game all the time. But then it was it was me, him, Joey, and uh, one of our other friends sat down to play it, and we beat it in like forty minutes with four of us on hard. And we beat yeah. and it was just like like that wasn't even the the problem with that game because I I mean that game had its own issues, but like the problem with that game is control. It had like the controls were bad, the turtles didn't move right, the art direction was not very good. It was just it was bad. And like I would like someone like <laughs> like Nintendo or like I mean or someone I'm trying to Wait think of like it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Knows how to make a retro style game play yeah. play right and make it look good. Yeah, yeah, so. I could see Wait for doing like a proper side scrolling brawler like Ninja Turtles or you know that Simpsons game that came out or the X Men arcade game. Like, right? I would like to see a company come in and properly do something like that for for Switch or or any of the other consoles for that matter. Just give me one of those games that's super polished and super well done. But yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the beat em up genre is, is messy nowadays. I know it became 3d with platinum since they know since they're with action game and, um, 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 heavenly sword, the people who made that, um, uh, Ninja theory, the, uh, Ninja theory. Um, they're good with action games too. Ooh, Devil May Cry was awesome. <laughs> yeah, DMC is awesome. Oh, I would love Ninja Theory to do a 2D platform. I would love Ninja Theory 2 be on Switch. I would love Ninja Theory to do a Ninja Turtles game. Oh, crap. I wouldn't know what to even do. 
I, I literally, I would literally have to drive to your state and be like, we need to buy this together and sit down and play this. I know, dude. It, uh, you, we've got to, we've got to have a meetup at some point soon. Like when Switch comes out, like I don't care if I have to come to you or you come here, or we'll meet somewhere in the middle and try out all those Switch games and like just <laughs> sit down and have like a let's play or like just. Uh, well, let's see. It's it's two hours to Indiana, and I think it's probably three hours more from there. Yeah, uh, Chicago Chicago proper is like a five and a half hour drive from where I live. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so we're gonna make it happen. It's gonna happen. Yeah. It's gonna happen. So it has to happen. Uh, but <laughs> this is not an Ninja Turtle podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We are we are here to talk about a. We're going to talk about fire the fire emblem direct that happened yesterday. Well, yes. Wednesday Wednesday at when this goes up, we're going to talk about the new Wonder Boy trailer that just came out from Sega, and then we're going to talk about the we're going to finish our conversation on the switch that we had earlier this week. Uh, we're going to talk about the games and which games we're excited for, and. We're going to talk some darn positivity on this Switch. Gosh yes. darn it. Gosh darn it. Like on like the NGR radio that goes up on Monday after this recording, like we had probably like a two and a half hour conversation on Switch. And everybody was pretty positive on the Switch with a with a caveat. And like I just like I don't I'm excited for this, but the accessories are too expensive. I'm excited for this, but there's no launch games. I'm excited for this, but uh, what I can play Zelda on Wii U. Like, there's all these buts, and I want to just have a nice, positive conversation about the Switch. So, so we're gonna start off with the Fire Emblem Direct. Oh, before we do that, um, Corey, what have oh, you yeah. been playing? Oh yeah, I forgot. We're gonna start doing a segment <laughs> on the on the Friday episode. What have we been playing and what our weekly pickups are? So like, kind of like we used to do on the old episodes, we kind of got away from it, but now we're coming back with it. So, uh, Ed, you just asked me, so I guess I'll go first. Been playing the crap out of Twilight Princess HD. Yes. It is. Dude, I don't care what anybody says. That game is amazing. Twilight <sighs> Princess HD is right now my favorite Zelda game. The dungeons are amazing. Yeah, the 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 opening tutorial is I mean, long. it's fine. It, it's it's long, but like it didn't feel that long to me. I don't know. It just maybe because I've played it so many times, I know exactly what to do. And like, you know, what took people like two, two and a half hours to do, it took me like forty five minutes to do because I know exactly where to go, what to do, knock down the beehive, fish for the cat, you know, deliver the sword, all that kind of stuff. Uh you know, and then I I just finished the the first temple, and let me tell you what, man, that game is just I that game is so pretty, and like even the even the HD visuals, you can tell like you can tell it's a GameCube game from two thousand six or whatever. Yeah, but that game still has such a charming art style, even though it's darker. It has like. Link's facial animations, the textures on the uh, the tunic, you know, the character 
uh, you know, they look funky, but like they have a charm to them. And like, you can see that charm a little bit in breath of the wild where like the Gorons look awesome. And like me looks like they took twilight princesses like design and put Mm -hmm. the wind, put the wind waker art style on it. And like you can see, like as I'm playing through this, I can see stuff that they're pulling it or putting in Breath of the Wild, and it just gets me so excited, man. In that I keep saving the game to my wolf, my wolf link amiibo, and I'm like, yeah. I cannot wait to get to that beast dungeon to level up my wolf amiibo. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. See, I, I have my I, see. I, it's weird, cause, and I'm bad for doing this. I still have my Wolf Amiibo in the box. I took the game out, uh, but I still have. I haven't put no Amiibos in it because I I kind of don't want to use them in the Breath of the Wild just yet. When that game comes out, oh, I, I'm the first thing I'm doing is scanning that thing in. Because <laughs> I I'm like I'm like I was gonna buy Zelda anyway, but now that I have a pet that I can say go hunt for me, go attack those enemies for me, create a distraction. So I can weave uh-huh. around back. I'm like, yes, yes. Can yes. I tell you a funny, a quick funny story? So I was doing internet orders at my job, and I was got all my items and was boxing everything up. And this one order had Twilight Princess HD and all three amiibos of, uh, no, all four amiibos. So um, it had the Zelda 30th with the Wind Waker. It had. Uh, the uh, Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Um, it had Link from Ocarina of Time and then the old Princess Zelda in it. Nice. And I was just like, someone is ready for Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Like, someone is getting ready for that game. Uh, and uh, like, because I, yeah. Oh, keep going. Sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I, oh, I know, I know Twilight Princess is your favorite, but. Uh, Wind Waker was mine, and then I played Skyward Sword, and Skyward Sword to this very day is my best Zelda. Now, Breath of the Wild might—I don't know what it's going to do for you. It's—it might just definitely just want all the games in the past away, like blow it away, because I'm still amazed at what they're going to do. But Skyward Sword is just—I feel like Skyward Sword is my prologue to Breath of the Wild because of how big Skyward Sword is. Like I, like I said, I love Wind Waker. Twilight Princess is phenomenal. Like, it aged so well, and the HD graphics just makes it makes it feel fresh, makes it, gives it a new breath of life. Because um, the tempo with the dreidel, with, with the clockwork mechanics, and you just run everywhere, I want that level. I want another dungeon like that. Like yeah. I, I, I would pay twenty bucks for Nintendo to do the uh best of Legend of Zelda dungeons and be and make a world with all those dungeons recreated for the Switch. Thirty dollars or forty dollars. I would literally play that, and I would want that dungeon in it. I would, I would totally. I like. I mean, we had this conversation the other day, where the things they can do with Virtual Console now, like. Yes, they could do. They could put everything all the way up to the Wii because they have those motion controls in the system. And I am. I would bet you anything that, like, even if I bet you anything that they want to put Wii games on Virtual Console, 
but even put their bigger games in HD that require uh-huh. motion, like Skyward Sword, like Mario Galaxy, like Pikmin, all these games that you totally use motion controls for. I would bet I would bet Skyward Sword HD is coming at some point. I hope so. I and I will rebuy that for the Switch. I literally I mean, would. I've bought, it tw- I've bought it twice already, so <laughs> well I still got my original copy because it came with the uh soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yes, oh. I have that too. Oh I have that goodness. copy. That soundtrack is the sound Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm so mad. I had to I had to cancel my pre order from my job because they didn't send it to us. I pre ordered oh, yeah. I pre ordered the Skyrim Sword bundle with the controller and they never sent it to us, so I had to give my money back for it. I was so mad. But then I just went and brought the original version and just and I even though I still need to finish that game, oh, I love Skyrim Sword. Yeah, I need to I might actually sit down and play that when I'm done with Twilight Princess again, so I can like because there's so many good things about uh, Skyward Sword that I liked. Like the story was super interesting. Yes, the art style is beautiful. Even even if it's not HD, like that art style makes the game pop. Uh, you know, they did a lot of interesting things with the stamina system and the 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 light RPG elements of upgrading your weapons and your shields and stuff. And like, I still want to go back to that game, and I just. There's too many other things, and I I told uh, my friends last night when we were recording Gamer FM, I was like, I might skip Horizon to play Zelda, and like I don't want to skip Horizon because that game looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I want to finish Twilight Princess HD. I've been cranking through A Link to the Past on my 3DS, and then I'm going to play A Link Between Worlds again. And then I want to be ready for Breath of the Wild. And yeah. if I have to skip Horizon, then I'm going to. Because I, I think Yeah, I, I I'm definitely gonna get Horizon. I'm going to try it until Breath of the Wild comes out. I'm gonna see how much time I can dedicate to it. But once Breath of the Wild drops, Horizon is going to backlog. Um and, and that's kind of how I feel like Mass Effect Andromeda. I'm playing it until Persona 5 comes out. Once Persona 5 comes out, Andromeda's going to the backlog section. And I would get that I would get to that game to party into the summer and then catch up. Because like and Persona 5 are like my top priorities this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I like I told you a couple weeks ago, like I want to start prioritizing Nintendo coverage on the DNA network. Like I want, I mean, not necessarily like news or anything, mm-hmm. but like, you know, if something interests us, like I'm working on a fire emblem piece right now about, you know, I, I'm going to have like the direct news in there, but I also want to say like, I'm excited for fire emblem warriors because, you know, it's taking that, that strategy RPG element and making it a real time action game. And if you could incorporate the uh, relationship stuff that awakening and fates put in into a dynasty Warriors style game for fire emblem, like that could be the game that makes fire emblem a triple a tier game for Nintendo. Like, you know, it, as much as I love fire emblem and as well as fates and awakening sold, that's still like a pretty, uh, 
pretty niche title for Nintendo. Like it's mm-hmm. not a Zelda, it's not a Mario, it's not a Metroid. And so I, I feel like that Fire Emblem Warriors could be the game that pushes Fire Emblem up to that level because Fire Emblem is such a quality franchise and those characters have so much story to them. And I feel like it's something that a new era of Nintendo players can latch on to. Yeah. Uh, and I know we're going to get to it later, but I just got to say Kobe Tecmo. I know you're not watching this, but people who are watching this and know Koei Tecmo, you cannot do butt rock for Fire Emblem. It worked well with Zelda. It, <sighs> it fits so perfectly with Zelda. I love the music in Hyrule Warriors. It has to stay classical. It has to stay orchestrated because that's the thing that I love about some of the Fire Emblem games is the music. The I, I want to kill goblins and other soldiers and stuff i want to hear that good classical music um if you do if they do have to do like butt rock it it has to it can't be annoying they got they need a hopefully they have a music supervisor listening to it but i'm just like you got to make the soundtrack it's one of the top priorities for that game when it comes out it's that soundtrack but go ahead Corey. i'm sorry uh Let's see. Oh, what I was saying before we got on the fire and thing, which is what we're getting, what we're going to get to in a minute. But I've been replaying uh, all these Zelda games because I want to see all these little experiments that they put on 3DS and Wii U. I want to see if they how they apply it to uh, Breath of the Wild, and you know, like the the item thing from A Link Between Worlds, the the dungeon like you don't have to go to the first dungeon you can go to the eighth dungeon if you want right off the bat uh you know just all these little things that all all the previous zelda games did i want to see how they apply it to breath of the wild and see how it changes it so that's why i'm on such a zelda kick right now and uh all these games that i was excited for for these other systems they're 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 going to my summer pile or my birthday pile or my (laughs) christmas pile because you know, Nintendo is is taking priority, and like I'm making. I mean, this is what DNA started as a Nintendo fan thing blog that I started, and then it's grown until you know what it is now. But I want to focus, yeah, you and me in particular, Nintendo stuff on the website and this show in particular. I want to make bigger, and that's uh, you know, that's how I, that's. Nintendo is going to take priority and Zelda is going to take priority. And, you know, if I have to put horizon on the back burner or mass effect, then it's, that's what's happening. And I, and I have to say that. And when we get to the switch guys, they run in the show that even people who are, who feel disappointed and negative about, by how Nintendo did their, how they did their presentation to show it. At least I have games throughout the year that I could plan for. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I don't know what Sony and Microsoft are doing for the rest of the year. That's true. You know, I don't know, even know what third party is doing for the year. Mass Effect, Andromeda, and Persona 5 are the last two games I'm buying third party. F- for my for Xbox One, uh, Cuphead is the only game that I'm looking for. Yeah. And then, I mean, I'm, I, I told uh, one of our good friends, Matt, um, that I am going to pick up the South Park. I am going to give that a try. So, so I could be fair. Um, 
but I could I know what I'm getting throughout the year for Nintendo. So that money I could set aside to be like, okay, Splatoon 2 is out. Don't care what anybody said. I'm putting on my high heels and running to the store to go get it. Click, click, clack. And and get the game and then come back and be ready to play. I have everything planned out for the Switch and more stuff that's coming out. And I'm worried about what's going to happen at E3 for Microsoft and Sony, even third party, because it's just like once it pass, once it passed May, and announcements for games for your system that I'm looking forward to. What do you have? Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, because I'm, I'm totally I'm right there with you. Right, because whether you're a Nintendo fan or not, if you don't buy games digitally. And hopefully Nintendo stocks Super Mario Odyssey like crazy. Cause guess what? When it gets to the holiday, I bet they'll have a it's Mario the door. I bet they'll have a Mario bundle. Yeah. Honestly. They need to. They need oh, they, they literally will. need to. They will. I yeah. I mean if they don't, it, they're I honestly if they don't, I think they're kind of missing uh missing the point, but uh I can't I've I think they'll have a Mario bundle, and if not, if they don't have a Mario bundle, maybe they'll have a Zelda bundle at that point because Zelda will be out so long, and like Switch Switch uh, units will be limited probably for a while because you know Nintendo usually sells out their initial allotment, and then mm-hmm. you know people want Zelda and Mario for Christmas, so maybe they'll have a Zelda bundle or even a if Pokemon Stars is real, maybe they'll have a Pokemon bundle, and you know. I, there's there's a million different things that Nintendo could do this holiday to to make the Switch more appealing to people, you know. Yes. So, Corey, have you played anything else or uh, anything you have snacked? Uh, I mean, I played a little Overwatch, but uh, you know, I I'm I'm such on a Nintendo kick right now that like my PlayStation Four isn't even plugged in. It's been in my backpack for a week like ever since i beat final fantasy 15 which i i did beat that by the way and it was it that ending was amazing uh if you haven't played it uh that game is severely flawed in many different ways but it is a blast to play and the last probably third of that game is some of the best story i've seen in a final fantasy game since 10 and like the end of 10 remind this the end of this game reminded me a lot of the end of 10 Mm -hmm. uh and it like it brought back all those like cuz 10's 10's my favorite final fantasy game 10 and 9 but 10 in particular because it was my it was really my first final fantasy game and it was the first one i ever finished and it was just well 10 was so good wow. but but the but the end of of 15 was kind of bittersweet and really made you think about the ending and like there's many interpretations of what that ending could have meant and I enjoyed it and I'm going to probably going to play it once a week just to do a side quest here or there. Cause I think I'm going to try to platinum it. I really do think I'm going to try. Yeah. I, I'm, only, I still... I'm only five trophies away and I know one of them requires me to be level 99, uh, to fight the giant, uh, mountain turtle thing. That's one of the side quests, but, Oh, wow. Uh, but, I, I really think I'm going to try to platinum that game. I think it's that fun and that good. I need to start it back up on Xbox One and actually start the first thing after the tutorial because I cut it off after that. Um, yeah. Is that is that all you've been playing? Uh, or, I think so. Okay. Well, I think so. Um, yeah. 
Uh, what about you, Ed? Well, I have a new Legend of Zelda uh, shirt that I got, and I got a little minifigure from Shirt Punch. Uh, really cool, really nice. Um, what I've been playing is The Last Guardian. I finally got to it. I bought the game when it came out and just haven't had time to play. It was working on some other stuff. Um, and I have got to give it to Studio Japan. The game is gorgeous the lighting in this game the they they do they do forests and trees and greens just so perfectly the lights the shades um trico is he is something but he you know he's something he is something that i've always wanted as a pet or you know like a plush a plush or something and I'm not worried. I'm just still in the intro of it, still, you know, finding my way because it really don't tell you where to go. You just kind of got to adventure and figure stuff out. Um, I haven't uh, really got far into the game, but I am enjoying it. And so I can't wait to get further on into that. Um, I've been playing uh, Phoenix Wright still, uh, Phoenix Wright versus Professor Layden. Um, I'm on the last case. Um, so I'm about to uh, like f- actually finish that game in a few. Um, I f- uh, I know I finished Watch Dogs too, but I was just going back collecting some more stuff. It looks like I have like 236 more points or 35 more points before I could get a total of 1,000 points on that game. Um, and soon, uh, at the time of this recording, I don't have it yet, but I will be having Dragon Quest Eight, uh, and I will be having a uh, Resident Evil Seven. Um, and I'm going to be starting Pokemon Moon probably this weekend because I have it. I just haven't started yet. So I'm trying to finish Phoenix right and then get it to the Pokemon. Um, I still crazy. need to get, I still need to get Pokemon Sun or Moon, but now like I might wait till stars if it's real, like I might wait mm-hmm. because I want to play it on my TV. I want to play it on switch and I can do both with that. Uh, oh, another game I've been playing, Ed. I don't know if you've heard of this amazing little nintendo game by how laboratories box boy have you ever played box boy the first one yes yeah it's five bucks on the on the 3ds eShop, and it is the funnest dumbest little game i've ever played it's amazing everybody writes now buy it yeah, Yo, it's like, if this if it's still at that price, buy. Not only is it a great puzzle game, um, it really makes you think, but it's so fun. Um, a little plug, I'm sorry. Um, the MVC Video Game Book Club that I'm part of, we did play Box Boy, and we just had terrific things to say about it. Um, our ranking is kind of is what it is, but man, I I the day that it came out, I picked it up. We all played it and. Just surprised. Now, there is a sequel out, but I haven't gotten it yet. Uh, I do need to get to it. Corey, have you been getting outfits? And have you have you had to sit back and take time and do your best not to use any kind of hit coins? Yeah, I've been, I've been like, I breezed through the first two worlds, I guess, which was like each world is six stages. And I'm I'm on World Three right now, and I put on my little rapper outfit, which is awesome. He wears a backwards <laughs> hat and some sunglasses. He's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And like I'm like studying 
the world. And I'm like, how can I not use as many blocks as possible? How do I use the fewest blocks possible? And it's hard. Like, cause you, it trains you to like use the least amount of blocks and like, you have to do it that way to, to preserve your boxes so you can yes. take them to the next level. And you know, you, and then you have to figure out how to collect the crowns without using oh. the boxes <laughs> yeah. and that puzzle. Like just, I'm just like my head hurts cause I need to get that crown up there, but I don't know if I have enough boxes to get that crown and finish the level because I messed up so many times because I'm an idiot. And, <laughs> and see, some people thought that, oh, it's just too kitty. It doesn't look good. I'm like, no. For the price that it came, the price that it is right now, I know some people don't care about puzzle games. This one you really need to care about and, and, and get and play it on the go. Those crowns. Dude, China hundred percent the game. We getting all those crowns. Feels like almost a triple A game. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it yeah. is. It's and like hard. You can buy both of those games for ten bucks. Like, like each game is five bucks, and there's two of them. So, but there's Box Boy, and then there's Box Box Boy. So, it's just so good. Oh, I got. I'm probably gonna get Box Box Boy after this recording because well, my. My 3ds is charging. Yeah, I'm probably gonna get it after. But yeah, that game. Oh, yes, I'm so happy that you play in box oh, Yeah, yeah. I was like, I had some money in my eShop account, and I was like, just scrolling through the eShop while I was waiting for something on my uh, Wii U. I was waiting on an update on my Wii U, and I was like, what's in the eShop that I can spend five bucks on? And I was like, scrolling through Virtual Console games. So I was like, nah. Like I have enough virtual console games on my 3DS. I don't need those. And I was looking at like it said. I, I remember hearing about Box Boy on uh, Nintendo Voice Chat, and I was like, "Let's check out. Let's check that out." And I watched the trailer. I'm like, "This looks fun." And I downloaded it, and I I was like, "Screw Wii U tonight. I'm playing Box Boy." <laughs> so it was awesome. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm so happy. Yes, and yes. I was like, then when I went and traded some stuff in to put towards my Wii U, I'm like, I'm gonna pick up an uh, eShop gift card so I can buy a okay. box box before uh, before you say anything. It's the Switch. You said Wii U. You put stuff up for the Wii U. Oh shoot! I keep doing that. <laughs> I keep doing that. Okay, so. Future reference, if I say Wii U games, I mean Switch games. <laughs> Unless uh, I'm playing Twilight Princess HD. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm not I'm not trading anything in of my my all my games for my Wii U, my Wii, my Oh, I'm keeping all my Nintendo stuff. I was trading in some yeah. like I had a couple physical copies for PlayStation and Xbox left. And I was like, I'm I'm not gonna play these games right now. And Switch is taking priority in my life. Okay. So, so uh, don't worry. All my Wii U stuff and my Amiibo and this little guy that Ed got me safe. Yes, safe. Yeah. This dude, this NES Classic you got me. I, it's amazing. I love you You're so welcome. much. I You're love welcome. you so much. This You're man welcome. is the nicest man I've ever met in my life. If I wasn't married, I'd be driving up there and being like, Ed, 
we're doing this. <laughs> and then I'd be like, um, <laughs> I'm like, plug it there so we could play. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, did you, did you pick up anything this week? Um, I just said, <laughs> um, I haven't picked anything up at this week, but at the time of this recording, but I am picking up Dragon Quest eight and I will be picking up Resident Evil seven, uh, next week, that following week. Nice. Um, I was thinking of the uh, Tales game that's out for PS4, but I'm going to wait and I'm kind of interested in trying, uh, Digimon, uh, story sleuth. It's like 1999. Um, and it looks kind of almost like a Pokemon game with some RPG mechanics, but it looks kind of interesting. Like it's really uh, cheap, so I'm thinking of picking that up for PS4. Nice. And then I gotta still start uh, searching for Older Sphere, and hopefully Iosep sooner go on the flash sale tomorrow for PSN, yeah. so I could get that. I'm so excited! I am said soon as getting a physical release on we on Switch. Yes, yes, I seen that, and I I can't. Yeah, I'm a double dip. Yeah. I, I I'm double dipping. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm hoping I'm hoping Dragon Quest Heroes gets a physical release soon after launch too. It should. Because I wanna I kinda wanna play that. It looks interesting, but I knew like I was like, I'm gonna wait, see like everything is like a wait was a wait and see for a minute after Switch K like that Switch trailer. And like yes. I wanted to play Dragon Quest Heroes, but I was like, I'm gonna wait. Because this looks like a game that could possibly come to Switch. And everything has been like a wait and see kind of thing to see if it's coming to Switch or not. And, and see, and that's the thing what a lot of people don't understand. You might have been disappointed at the conference, but this, I'm like, this is the foundation. This is the beginning of the system. And it's just going to get better over time. I would rather them grow from that than them having 15,000 third party games and then we don't have nothing to look forward to. Yeah. And like, like we discussed last time, like that, like when, uh, you know, that awesome conversation we had after Kyle left the, the show that, uh, the last time yes. that like, I want this game for awesome Nintendo first party, a, a nice variety of virtual console games. And then the indie games. Yes. Like, I, if there's a third party game that ends up coming to switch, great. I'll probably buy it. But that's not what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to that three-pointed tier of Nintendo First Party, Virtual Console, awesome indie games. And like, I really want some of the older indie games like Mighty Switch Force and Axiom Verge and, oh, and Mutant Muds. I, I really want them to like make that transition to Switch because I feel like games like that would sell better on Switch initially. And You know, I, when people are looking for stuff to play after Zelda. Yeah, and I want Japanese companies to come back and and be profitable off a of switch. Yeah, like I want I want the East to be like this is what you guys were back in the eighties and nineties, and this what and you guys help make what video games are. 
third party, Western third party is okay for some of them. The only company that I would want now, like I said, I still want Respawn on, on Switch. I would love to play Titanfall 2. I would, I would love Respawn to touch Metroid if they could, but that's the only part, third party and wait for it. Um, those for right now, those are only two that I want. Ubisoft, I will support them. Just don't cheapen out the experience. I'm not really worried about EA because EA, Games that's going to appeal to a variety of people, you know. Yeah, yes, we're not we're not getting Mass Effect, and yeah, we're not getting uh uh Bloodborne, not Bloodborne. Um, we're not getting Borderlands Three. So, so who cares about that? Like, no. At this at this at this point in time, gamers don't trust Randy Pitchford. I don't. I seriously don't I'm, trust him. He's like, like Gearbox is so such a. I don't want to say shady company, but like they've made too many mistakes in the past to where like everything they put out is I'm super hesitant on like, you know, Duke Nukem forever. Okay. That's, that's their first, like that game wasn't theirs initially. Uh, you know, it wasn't very good, but Randy Pitchford has a, uh, affinity for that game for that series. And uh, okay. Uh, that was more of a, a passion project for him to get that out. Fine. Then you move on to, but his passion uh, is garbage. Alien. Then you well, well, then you go on to uh, Colonial Marines, which was garbage, and there's so many shady things behind that game. Oh ba- yeah, Battleborn is a whatever they're doing behind the scenes over there is kind of shady. And like he goes back on his word all the time about stuff, and, it's just, and it like really bothers me. And it's to the fact that like that company's so shady and and stuff that I don't even know if I'm going to get Borderlands 3 even if it's a good game because that I don't trust that company. And and, and it's sad because I I I uh I love Gearbox and I respect Gearbox. And and let me say this first. I respect the developers who work at Gearbox and make the games. Yes. I'm I no. 100% agree with you. It's Randy Pitchford that I have an issue with. Exactly. And his because, whatever legal team they're using. Because what he did, what he did and trying to throw off the blame on uh the people who the, uh, the, the real people who actually made col- Colonial Marines and stuff, like to me that's wrong. If Sega hired your company to make the game, you don't throw those. You don't throw that work on another developer and then say, "Well, they're gonna give it back to us and we'll patch it up together." No, because Sega didn't pay you to do that. Sega would have just paid that developer to make that make that game and then released it. Yeah, yeah, and you that's know. that's like that's like the big issue right now with them. That's why I have an issue with them, but. I don't know. It's it's not the co- like the developers and stuff. I know they're all like hardworking people. It's just it's just the top of that company that I have yeah. an issue with. And 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 I think people are just like, oh, we're not getting Borderlands three. Do you think people care about Borderlands three? I mean, I'm a I'll play it, but I'm just like, if there's better games coming out on Switch than Borderlands three, this is not going to even be a problem. This is not going to even be a thought in our heads. Because we're gonna be, be playing better games than Borderlands Three. Yeah, I mean Zelda, Mario, Fire Emblem, Xenoblade. I mean, Stardew yeah, Valley. I, yeah, <laughs> Shovel Knight, Axiom Verge, Fast Racing, Neo. 
Uh, oh, that fast RMX looks amazing. I oh, I, I was. Did you see there's another game? Like, Did you see there's another game coming out that looks just like it called like Redux or something? It looks just uh-uh. it looks just like Fast Racing Neo, and it's twenty bucks more than Fast Racing Neo. And I'm like, this whatever this game is 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 screwed because Fast Racing Fast RMX looks awesome. Yeah, but if if the if that other game is like fast and it gives that F zero vibe and it's really good, like like if it goes eight point five or nine, it's an automatic buy for me. Yeah, yeah. All right, so now we're going to talk about the Fire Emblem Direct. Uh, that was yesterday. It was a short little video, but man, there's so many things shown off in a message. Oh. So we're going to get the, the crap out of the way first. That phone game. Fire Emblem Heroes is coming to mobile February 2nd, I want to say, uh, yes. on iOS and Android, day and date. Uh, looks okay. cool. Now, this, is wh- this is weird because um, on the on the on the presentation, they had Google like to pre-register on Google first, and then they said later on for, coming soon for iPod and iPad, and then I guess Nintendo actually revealed the date that it's coming on the same day as the second. And I was I thought that I was just like, okay, Nintendo got exclusive with Google since um, Apple got uh, Super Mario one first, but that, that doesn't seem to be be that this time. Yeah. And uh, I'm kind of glad because I like Fire Emblem and I will probably download it and play it for 15 minutes and be like, turn on my 3DS now and play some real Fire Emblem. But, yes. you know, I mean, that's the same thing with Mario Run was like, that game was okay, but I would rather play like real Mario. Uh, so, I don't know. It it looks cool and they have that choose your hero voting thing to get people interacting with it early on, on their website and you know, it has a lot of our favorite Fire Emblem characters in it. Marth, Roy, Corrin, uh, Robin, Lucina. You know, it, it has a lot of mainstays in the series that people love. So uh, pretty cool. I suppose it's, I mean, it's Fire Emblem for phones. I think there will be, I don't think it'll be as big as, unless Nintendo has a marketing push on one of the app stores, but We'll see. Are you excited for the for the for the mobile game? The mobile game, n- n- not so much. I I'm not really into mobile games. Um, but it, but it looks good. It is exciting. I am going to vote who I would love to see. But other than that, I I I just like you, Corey. I have my 3ds, and I'd rather play a real a real better fire emblem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else here. Fire, uh, they're remaking fire emblem Gaiden for 3ds and it's uh, fire emblem echoes shadows of Vesteria. How do you say that? I don't know. It's they're um, they're making a $20 eShop title fire emblem. It's a remake of the, uh, the second game that never came to North America. So that's exciting. Yes. That's exciting. I am actually thrilled that they're making another 3DS game. And, and it's, it was quick. Because I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, okay, Face just came out a year ago. Um, 
and for them to actually go because I wonder if they were making both games at the same time um, refresh this one and here in America we're going to get it in May um, that's probably going to be the hot title for that for 3DS um, depending on what's coming out for Switch that month but I'm super stoked I cannot wait to play this game yeah yeah it looks awesome and like the open world aspect looks cool or like the yes explorable world, I should say. Uh, kind of, kind of looks like a Zelda two style vibe, and like there's a, a little bit of dungeon crawling. Uh, looks cool. I'm, I'm excited. I, I can't wait. So, yeah, uh, I, I, can't, I, I want to see the localization. I hope, hopefully, they touched it up and they still got some funny bits. Or if, if this is gonna be like very serious, I hope they really, really went in. Yeah, yeah, and the they with this game they announced uh, two new amiibo of the of the main two characters. Uh, so I'm going to be getting those as well. I'm sure yep. because and it's a two pack everybody. Cool. So. And uh, yeah, so Fire Emblem Echoes Shadows of Valencia is what it's called, and it is coming to 3ds in May, May 17th, I think, in North America. So. That's cool. Yes. That is cool. I'm excited because I just I downloaded I j- actually just downloaded the third uh, campaign for Revelations. Face. Yeah, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm ready for more Fire Emblem. Uh, so moving on to the fall, uh, Fire Emblem Warriors is coming to Switch and 3DS. Yes, which I'm excited for the Switch version, but I think I think when Nintendo puts the same game on two different systems it it like zelda zelda is one thing because they promised breath of the wild to wii u owners but they also realized they needed to move it to switch to to give it a second life i guess you would say uh but the fact that this game is coming to both systems kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit but i still am excited for it uh i'm obviously going to get it on switch i want to see it on my tv and we talked a little bit about this. Uh, I feel like Fire Emblem is the style of game that fits this style of game, this genre of game, because the characters are warriors. They're made to lead armies. And you add the relationship stuff that Awakening and Fates had in it and to, to build better warriors. It's just like, man, this game could be so deep on so many different levels, the way that Hyrule Warriors never could have been. And that's what excites me. Yeah, um, I, I I really can't wait to play the Switch one. I I'm kind of glad they did offer it at least for the the 3DS owners who want to play this game on the go. Now, if they learn from Hyrule Warriors on what they can improve upon it, um, hopefully it does well. Cause I and this might be a first and 3DS connect together. And, oh, and, that's true. And I think this would be the test game to see if it does connect and it does work that way. Like there's an update for that to happen. Um, this this is probably a good sign for the next Smash game. That's true. I did. I, I didn't even cross my mind the fact that like, you know, people don't want to carry their maybe don't want to take their Switch out, but their 3DS they could take out. And it, I wonder if it could be like cross save. I wonder if they're going to experiment maybe with like a cross buy type situation. Maybe not get 
the game for 3DS if you buy the Switch version. But, you know, if you bought the Switch version, you get like a 20% discount on the digital version for 3DS or something. Oh, I would like love that. that. Like, I, I would in like a, a cross save type situation where somebody doesn't want to drag their Switch out, but they could take their 3DS in their pocket and they could continue their progress on the go. Man, Ed, you're so smart. Why did why didn't I think of that? Oh, you're so smart. That's amazing. Such a good idea. If it's all universal through uh, my Nintendo, I, it's, I think it's going to be a great fit for them. Oh, man, that's such a... Man, that's a cool idea. I'm jealous of your ideas, Ed. That was good. That was good. Now I'm excited for the 3DS version. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Uh, but, yeah, I, I am excited to see... Like I I liked Hyrule Warriors a lot, but I think you know something like this is going to be just make that uh re- that genre really something. And I like I said earlier, I think that this this game in particular could push Fire Emblem from being like a middle tier franchise for Nintendo to like a top tier franchise. Oh, it's- it's, it's it's it became a, t- a top tier after after Awakening, like like. If you read the stories about Awakening, that if it didn't sell well, that was it for Fire Emblem, and it got so many Game Award nominations. It wore, it won so many Game of the Year awards, and it did so well. And f- I think Fates, probably, I think Fates topped it, even though it was yeah. two skews and stuff. People said Fates is a, once again it's a Fire Emblem game that you need to have, and when a title like like that, from when two games can make a niche series become major overnight then you know you did something right and that's how they're viewing they're going on that's and that's why i think this director was needed because they're like we have to go all out with the fire emblem series because there are people who love this game and not saying business-wise that they can make a profit off it but i'm just like the more games and if they're all satisfactory why not Let's let's please the fans with great titles. Yeah, yeah. I gosh, this game looks amazing. I can't like as look, soon as I can pre-order this game, I'm going to pre-order it because you know after like the first couple months, Fire Emblem's really hard to find as a physical copy. Look, if y'all are still playing Destiny and kept buying the whole game over and over for three iterations without doing it because you didn't want the DLC online, don't get mad at what Nintendo's doing with the Fire Emblem series. That's all I yeah. have to say. Yeah, like I own Birthright physically, but I, I bought Conquest and Revelations like digitally because they're uh-huh. I mean, you can buy both of them for what they cost in the store. And like and I don't even think Revelations came out physically unless you bought that special edition that nobody could find yeah. after the first five minutes it was online. Uh so like yeah, man, Fire Emblem is that game, that series is gonna be something special on Switch, I feel like it's, like it's on fire. Like, I mean, if if it's not already a top tier franchise, like I would say, like Mario Zelda are like the top top shelf of Nintendo, and then yes. and then I feel like Fire Emblem is like on the is becoming it's it's building its ladder to to challenge Zelda and Mario as a top tier franchise for me at least. It's becoming it's coming bit to challenge Pokemon. It's not it's not getting bit to challenge Mario Zelda. It's challenging Pokemon. Yeah, so I I just man, this game. 
And then lastly, uh, Fire Emblem, a proper installment, a full Fire Emblem game is coming to Switch in 2018, which I'm super excited about. I am so excited that I, I will be able to finally play Fire Emblem on my TV for the first time since GameCube because I n- never found the Wii version anywhere. <laughs> uh, because I, I wanted it, but at the time, like, you know, you're doing other things in life and you try to prioritize, like, I was prioritizing Zelda and Mario, and then at the time, 360, I was prioritizing, prioritizing like, Halo and and Gears of War and, and all those games that I played for a hot minute and decided, you know, as I get older as a gamer, I want these different experiences and not just kill everything every five seconds. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, Nintendo, this Thanksgiving, drip feed us. So, I'll, uh, guess what, everybody? We have a Nintendo Direct on Thanksgiving and then drip feed us like you did face with some a gorgeous animation. I want to see some gorgeous animation. I don't care about the gameplay. Gameplay will be the gameplay. Drip feed us with some gorgeous animation so I could lose my mind. So I know that when they properly introduce this for next year for Switch, I'm ready to have my 2018 ready to go. First priority. Yeah, I could almost see them doing uh, uh, like an anime style cutscenes for like from I could I could see that and like you know I could see this thing being like Zelda be it'll be fully voiced it'll be uh fully animated it'll be yes uh, you, you know you get to watch them walk into your your castle or your fortress wherever you know wherever this takes place and you'll see like and I know like the big thing is customizing your own character but maybe you'll see everything from your character's point of view and you'll just see the story unfold and, and maybe it'll be like some story choice elements in there. Uh, it, I could see them doing a lot of cool things with this without necessarily compromising your, your character creation experience. And maybe there'll be a better character creation experience. We'll see. I don't know. I'm excited. And maybe the cutscenes that your characters in characters are in will be like, in engine cutscenes, but then you'll have the anime style cutscenes for bigger things. I could see it. I'm excited. I I mean yes. I I like the gameplay of Fire Emblem anyway, and adding those little details to a, a growing franchise is gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. I'm so excited right now. <laughs> I know. I was I even asked them when I uh, I was there today. I was like, "Can I pre-order Fire Emblem?" And they're like, "No." I'm like, "You suck." But it's okay. <laughs> It's okay. Uh, so that's, all good. that's our, our coverage of the Fire Emblem Direct. Uh, do we we want to talk about the Switch games we're excited for from the conference because we haven't really covered it yet on this show, particularly. Uh, you know, I I think we can save Zelda and Mario for last. I want to talk about the smaller titles first, or like the uh-huh. not not the games that are going to sell this console to the mainstream. You know, so. I'm going to start with you, Ed. What, what, we'll just kind of volley back and forth. What game are. Arms. I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked for Arms. It is power, to me, it's Power Stones meets Punch Out. And it, it looks gorgeous. I don't know how Nintendo was able to take a Capcom art style and apply it. It just looks, more fun and look colorful. 
Um, is zany is is crazy. Um, yeah, I was and looking. A lot of people were just like, "Well, oh, oh no, keep going." I've, go I was, oh, I was just gonna say, I was. Oh watching, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was watching some Power Stone like videos because a lot of people like I heard you make that comparison. I heard other people make that comparison, and I was like, if I remember Power Stone correctly, I don't know if that's very correct. And I was watching some Power Stone stuff, and like. The idea of Power Stone is definitely an influence of arms. And like like I know Power Stone is kind of like almost top down kind of arena based fighting, but Nintendo has given you the option of like over the shoulder. It's like over the shoulder Power Stone. Yeah. Where and like you can move your characters in this giant 3D arena, which is very Power Stone. You can, you know, it I like the way like the the controllers can read if you're throwing a hook or an uppercut or like just a straight on punch and it's just arms looks cool i'm i'm yes. i want to see like if it's just a multiplayer thing like i might be a little bit disappointed but i want to see like a punch out style campaign where you're fighting the different characters in a story mode and like see if there's if they add anything to it like you can upgrade your characters a little bit but i think arms looks cool yeah, I, I, the Power Stone portion comes definitely from its art style. Um, like, uh, it just reminds me of that old two D art style with it, like with this colors and the way some of these characters look. in. it's just I'm like, there's nothing, no other fire fighter that I can compare this to. Um, I don't, I can't really compare it to Street Fighter Four because that has a different art style and it's a different darker. Where I think Power Stone is just kind of fitting for it, and that's just that's just me. Um, and I'm not bothered by the by the names like Infinite Undis- Infinite Undiscovery. Like, if you want to talk about bad names, let's go back to some. Let's go to that one first. Um. And pretty much, other pretty much anything Square Enix name generator, <laughs> right? Like three hundred fifty-two over six two days, and I'm just like for a kid, I'm hearts getting like th- those are na- those names are are bad, and people want to complain about just arms. I'm like it, yes, arms. It, arms is not a terrible name. Like it's it's getting the point across. Yes. You're fighting with these cool spring loaded arms and it's a yes. boxing game. Like what, what do you want from it? Like slinky boxer. Is that what you want it to be called? Like, I don't get it. All right. So, so yeah, that's one of my, uh, games I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Arms looks cool. Arms looks really, really cool. Uh, one of the games that I'm, I'm really looking forward to is, uh, Xenoblade Two. Yes. I've 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 re-downloaded Xenoblade Chronicles 3D on my 3DS, uh, <laughs> and I have a Xenoblade Chronicles X ready to go on my Wii U. And I want to get through at least one of those games before uh, Xenoblade Two comes out, and that just shows the power of this console, the vast environments that you can build on this console. Uh, you know, Monolith has been amazing at building these huge open worlds to explore. Uh, it gives Nintendo a JRPG that, you know, people, the JRPG is coming back in a strong way. And, uh, you know, yes. if, if Nintendo can lock down this and Octopath Traveler and 
uh, you know, these, these other JRPGs that are exclusive to the system. And even people who like to collect things, I am Setsuna is getting that physical release on switch, which is, you know, you can't get a physical copy on any other system. Uh, so, you know, it's got that JRPG system rolling and, you know, it's exciting to see that game come back. You know, I thought, I thought maybe X bite a bit of it, but, uh, you know, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, I'm excited for. Yeah. Uh, I have the physical copy of Xenoblade Chronicles. I have the physical copy of Xenoblade Chronicles X. This Xenoblade 2, after just looking at the trailer, after just like have just savoring every taste bit that they <laughs> that they just just every morsel of it, I'm like, I need this. I need this whenever it drops. I don't care if it's a bootleg right now. I need this. Like this game is going to be huge. And just like you said, with the RPG being on the Nintendo system, if it's a strong RPG um, library, Sony's in trouble. Yeah, and like I was hearing on some podcasts that I was listening to this weekend, it you know all those JRPGs that NIS and Atlas port to Vita you know, and, and make 50,000 units is successful for them. If Nintendo can get on that bandwagon as well, mm-hmm. like, man, you could see a lot of JRPGs pouring into this thing. Like, Oh yes. Some of the, like the Atelier series that's like, been on, on Sony for a long time. Uh, you know, they come to Vita and they're six, they sell like 50 to 80 million or 80,000 units. And that's successful to that company. If you can double that, by giving it to a Nintendo audience that's craving a JRPG once in a while. Yes. Man. Oh, why you think there's why you think Atlas stick with Nintendo more than they do with anybody else? Yes, Persona 5 is coming out uh for PlayStation. But Atlas got so many RPG titles on 3DS that they it continues to make them money and it keeps them profitable. If Plus, that if they was, can make if another that... if they can make another Tokyo Mirage session style game or like another like a persona Q type game or, you know, Atlas has been a big partner of Nintendo on 3ds for a long time. And Tokyo Mirage sessions was a great game for Wii U. Like I could totally see them. I could see persona five or a persona style game or I mean, we already know, uh, Shin Megami Tensei something is coming to switch, uh, which excites me too. Uh, you know, whether that's a persona game or a devil summoner game or, something and and you guys got to remember yes sega does own atlas so that's more money in sega's pocket (laughs) yeah and sega is already sega already has a great relationship with nintendo anyway yeah because they make the sega makes more money off of nintendo than anybody else that's why i said the the eastern companies that go to nintendo like if they if they produce quality product and we here in America are like really supported. They're they're going to continue to give us more because it. it I I know this is a big risk, but F- Fantasy Star Five would have to come out for Switch. I can see that. I get. I mean, Fantasy Sega, Star was a GameCube thing for a long time. You know, I could totally see Fantasy Star coming to Switch. 
Yeah, and we revitalize that. If RP, like I said, if RPGs thrive on Switch, bring out that Fantasy Star. Come on, Sega. If you really want some money, and Sonic is not doing it for you, bring out that uh, bring out that Fantasy Star and see how Shimu get rolled over. <laughs> I know. I just I feel like I feel like you know Nintendo. If they get these relationships right with the like you said that these Japanese companies and can totally just they could they could do something, man. And, and they could make an RPG machine. They can make that first party machine, the indie machine, mm-hmm. virtual console. Like these are all like it's the separate, like all these games are like niches. Like a JRPG is kind of like, I wouldn't call it a, a broad appeal genre anymore. Like that's a niche mm-hmm. uh, indie games. Some of them are niche, you know, virtual console is kind of a niche thing where people like, yeah, people download Super Mario Brothers for the the thousandth time, but like, you know, how many copies of of Breath of Fire do you think people downloaded? You know, there's that oh. niche. And then you have the Nintendo fan, which, like, whoever buys the Switch, like Nintendo, everybody loves Nintendo, but the hardcore Nintendo fan uh, thing is shrinking. But if you can capture all these niche uh, people, if you can capture four or five different niche uh, audiences. There's your growth of that console. Oh yes, and and trust me, the, the Japanese will turn the Switch into Super NES too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love. Oh my gosh, I would love it. I would love it. Ah uh, man. Oh, Ed, you're getting me excited. Yeah, because because uh, one of the games I are you because what? Let me tell you, Bomberman R. If that sells well. And con- and it shows that we are interested in Konami producing games like this. If Konami is on a steamroll of games that's up to the level of Bomberman R, if it's good when it comes out, I think for a majority of us who got mad at Konami about about the Kojima thing, I think that will all be forgiven, and people will Konami will get back into making profit profitable video games. Like Ninja and Turtles, I have to Tournament rely- Fighter 2. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and not have to rely on one title to keep that company afloat. Yeah. Definitely here in the States. Like, like I would love to see Konami go into Huston's library since they own them and bring out some more of those old Huston soft games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, I would love to see that. It's, man. Uh, man. Yeah. Ah, what are you doing to me? <laughs> I make you more excited. Oh, you are, man. And speaking of like Japanese titles, like I'm excited for Disgaea Five Complete. Like that game looks beautiful, and I that looks like a game I want to play on my couch while me and my wife are watching TV. Like I would love to just sit there and play a strategy type rpg that's like if i'm waiting for fire emblem disgaea looks awesome the art style looks beautiful uh you know it has the the handcrafted backgrounds with the almost sprite based characters like looks awesome uh-huh. so uh the sky looks cool uh i'm just i'm looking at the list of games that i'm excited for and it's it's long it's long see it's uh, you probably can't see it but it's long so <laughs> Uh, you know, rhyme looks cool. Uh, definitely looks like oh, Wind, Waker, yeah. Wind Waker meets Journey. 
that's like that's what it looks like is when waker meets journey and i'm sorry everybody i am double dipping for this game mm-hmm. i yeah. am getting it on switch but I, whatever system i think i'm probably going to do xbox one for it but definitely when it touched down on switch it's a day one it's, it's a purchase automatically yeah uh Octopath Traveler is, is uh, the Bra- Bravely Default team's oh, yeah. next game. Looks awesome. Yeah, uh, give Splatoon me that. 2, I'm excited for. Uh, a, new Tales, a new Tales game uh, looks awesome. Uh, Has Been Heroes looks interesting. Uh, I don't know <laughs> Day if I'm going to buy that or not. But you think Day so? You think that? I understand the slow down that down mechanic but the way that they was showcasing it and they was talking about it i was just like still an rpg and played like this this that kind of that that kind of style i haven't played so this might be an intro to me and i'm down to give it a try yeah and it's only, it's only, and it's only 20 bucks it's it's uh i think gamestop is publishing it or Game Trust, I guess, is GameStop's publishing arm. I think this is their like next game after uh, Song of the Deep, which got a lot of good, decent reviews. So uh, they seem to know what they're doing over there. Uh, Sonic Mania looks cool. I let me get that. I really wanted to play like Sonic One. Honestly, I could. I could. Sonic One is is Sonic- like the, Sonic One to me is the only good Sonic game. <laughs> No, I tried I to play Sonic, Sonic 2. 2. Uh, but really? Yeah, I think Sonic 1's better than Sonic 2. Uh, Sonic 2 is better than 1. And the sad thing, everybody, is I got all the gems in both games. I beat them on one sitting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I beat Rygar for NES in one sitting <laughs> without the instruction <laughs> pad. Oh, yeah, my goodness. How did you do that? How did you do that? And I don't know. Uh, ukulele, obviously. I'm getting it for a Switch yeah. because... Uh, just I just, it it needs to be played on a Nintendo platform. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I'm I'm going to I'm going to double dip on uh on that one. Um, but it's the Switch is a day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stardew Valley, Snipper Clips, Shovel Knight, Ocean Horns coming to to Switch. Uh, I'm probably gonna switch. Um, I'm probably gonna skip Ocean Horn because I have it for Xbox One. Um, and that's is what, it is and, it worth playing though? Like. Isn't isn't it just a top down Zelda game clone type? Yeah, game? it is. Yeah, yeah, and I think you, I think you'll enjoy it. Okay, I haven't bought it yet because I I was I mean it was one of those wait and see games for I want to see yeah. how people like it and I wanted to see if it was coming to Switch. So, uh, I mean there's there's a ton of games I'm super excited for. Puyo Puyo Tetris looks good. Uh, man, I'm gonna be poor for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> me and you both. Oh man, it's okay. I I just hope my yeah. mom still loves me enough to let me live in her basement. <laughs> you and Sana? <laughs> no, she'll leave me if I buy all these games. Oh um, she no, <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. She won't. She loves that's too, divorce is too much money. Yeah, it'll cost more to do that than to just <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh man, that's that's a terrible thing to say. Uh, and I'm like, for me, I'm kind of I'm excited to play Mario Kart again. I'm excited to see those new the new battle mode and the the new characters. Uh, 
I'm excited to see sports games on the go because I do like to play the occasional sports game. Uh, wonder if Madden's coming, but I am excited for NBA 2K. Uh, I don't know. Madden's been kind of hit or miss a lot lately and more miss than hit. So yeah. Um, just give me NBA Jam and that'd be cool. Oh gosh, wouldn't that be awesome if like NBA 2K had some sort of NBA Jam thing? Who owns the rights to the uh, NBA Jam? EA still? Um, yeah, EA still. Because they published the last one, right? Yes, the one that we won. And it's so, yeah, and it's so like hotcakes. Now you I can't know. even find it no more. And they never made a sequel. Like they never made like NBA Jam 2012 or whatever. Shoot. Give me the uh, Super Nintendo version because I, me and my brother played that faithfully. <laughs> I mean, what if we they loved just, our... What if they just gave you the Super Nintendo version and just kept updating the rosters every year with an update? I'll be fine with that. Yeah. Just give me those controls. Ugh, be awesome. Awesome. Play it, play it on the Pro Controller. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I want to I wanna switch Super Nintendo Controller. That's all I want. Oh, goodness. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> if, if I if I get one, I'm I if I get one and I'm able to import a Femi, Super Famicom one, and it will work on my Switch, I'm down for that. <laughs> uh, what what other games are you excited for? And I just I kind of went on a big list rant. Thing that's probably have to that's probably most of everything you said is probably what I'm agree with. Um, I'm interested in the one to switch. I, I really want to try that. I want to play that game with my family, and I, mm-hmm. I know people are making fun of it because of the milking situation. But I'm just like, it's probably gonna be fun. It's gonna be goofy to play with kids. Some of you adults are gonna get drunk and try one to switch, and let's see how you milk a cow while you drunk or try to dance. <laughs> Or trying to dance and do ballet, or trying to do a supermodel walkway with with your girl, like under the table, tipsy. Like, there's going to be ways that you could make a game that you don't think is interesting, very interesting as adults. But for me, I can't wait till I play that game with my family, and um, I'm not worried of not being a pack in. and I just hope that they have about like 18 good games, 18 good mini games, and maybe free updates where they'll add more. Or if you want to, if you want to do like pay for 10 more games and do like uh for for 10 more games, 9.99 DLC. I'm I'm fine with that. I'm up to that. Yeah, I would. I'm. I want to know what these other games are on there. Like I, the first thing, like at first I thought this was going to be their packing game, which. Honestly, I I know we said we were going to be positive on this, but I think they're missing missing uh putting this in as a packing game like taking a little hit because I mm-hmm. think a majority of people that we've talked to have been kind of negative on 1 2 Switch and the fact that it costs 50 bucks for all these mini games and you know, it's Nintendo, it's going to be a quality product, it's going to be a premium. You're going to pay right. a premium pro- for a Nintendo product anyway. Uh, but I, I I do think they're missing uh, a good chance of getting this game in people's hands by not packing it in with the system. That what, said, that said, the first thing I did think of was, uh, you know, I went over to my wife's sister's house for New Year's this year, and we played Cards Against Humanity. And I was like, man, how cool would it have been if we would have like gone over a little bit earlier and played? We played that uh, heads up game on your phone that. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres has on her show. We played that for a little bit, and then we played Guards Against Humanity. 
And I was like, how cool would it have been to bring my switch over, put it in tabletop mode and us just having a good time trying to, you know, guess how many balls are in a thing or like, you know, the, the Katana mini game or the, the quick draw game that would have been cool to play for like an hour and a half ish with family and like showing what the system is and, and kind of the cool things that it can do and just like a, a party game. And that's, that's what I see one, two switch being. And I, I, like, that's the first thing that pops into my mind after, you know, man, that controller sure has a lot of functions in it. Yes. Oh, so that was yeah. like, that was my, that was my initial thought on one, two switches. It's probably a bunch of cool little quirky mini games that you can take to a small get together, not a huge party, but like a small get together with your family and have like a cool and quiet thing. I'm going to say this, everybody. When it goes out of print for a good while and people don't buy the digital version, game that's going to be hard to find. So people are going to be charging more than the $50 because guess what? When the kids start asking for that game and you can't find it in the store and the used copies are are very limited. Like like the used copy of Wii Sports Club for Wii U is like yes. 70 or 80 bucks on Amazon because like I didn't I would have got that game, Wii Sports Club for Wii U. I would have totally got it when it came out, except for the fact that I didn't know they ha- it came out. So I would have t- definitely bought that again for some bowling. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely going I definitely am going to pick up the title once we switch. Yeah, I'm probably I'm probably gonna get it too. Uh you know, just a to cover it for for this show and B to like I think it's gonna be cool for people that don't play a lot of games and when they come over and you're looking for an activity to do, like that's the first thing I wanna pull out is is one to switch and see how everybody reacts to it. I wanna see how the common people like react to it. Cause I think, you know, it yes. could it if you get it in enough people's hands. I think the switch could have a little bit of that. We pull to it. it. Like people will go out and get it for these mini game collections and not necessarily Zelda and Mario. You know, you look at a game like yeah. carnival games for Wii. that thing sold like 50 million units. Heck yeah. <laughs> and why? Because those stupid little games, they're not great, but they're fun to play at a small get together where people are having a few drinks or, you know, having a little party with snacks and stuff and you need something to do and that's fun and that's what one two switch is going to be and that's what the next sports compilation is going to be you know it's just these fun little mini games for people to play with yeah and now, I'm excited. Now, when it comes out. now i'm excited for one two switch <laughs> now i want to go play stuff <laughs> oh man uh, so we, I want to kind of touch on these last two big games now. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild is obvious. Those are obviously the big two games they showed off, and still the biggest games that have been announced for the console so far. How do you feel about Mario? It's a system seller. It's going to sell this holiday. It's going to be high cakes. Um, I he he he's running faster. It looks and it looks sped up. It looks gorgeous, beyond gorgeous, and I cannot wait to play this game. Like this is a must-have. Like 
I, I love 3D World, uh, Super Mario 3D World, but uh, but this one, I I know that once I start the first level, my best to kind of finish it half of the game, and before I go to work or something, <laughs> like by the next day or something, because it looks super fun. Who knows what the superpowers are going to be? Um, we've seen lots of special moves, but I would love to see the cherry to come back. I would love to see the cat suit come back. Like, um, see them incorporate some other things. But if not, that's that's fine. I want to see this new young developers on their take of Super Mario on the Super Mario series, and if they could meet that high quality level that the Mario games are known for. Blessing. They got my. They got a uh, feature purchase coming in if they do another game. Yeah, my big takeaway from this is, you know, the hat seems to be playing a big role in this game, just like Super Mario sixty four, and the fact that they're taking the liberty of, okay, so Super Mario Sunshine was confined to, you know, the small island region, and like every level was. De- like defined by this island region or mm-hmm. you know super mario galaxy was defined by space and gravity and that's how they design the levels this game has no boundaries we saw the polygonal colorful fruit level we saw the realistic forest type level we saw the yes. day, day of the dead style uh western level uh we saw new donk city which is you know the new hub world like all of these art styles are so drastically different and every part of the level looks like it's explorable to the point that it's like how like you everybody want to see how far this Mario team could t- push Mario you're going to see it in this game they are not holding anything back yes. all the levels look different every little thing about this game looks awesome the animation looks amazing you watch mario run and you watch his hat flap up and down while he's running Uh, and and you know you see his mustache like when he's running the air blowing through his mustache and his hair and like you know those are the little things about this game that got me super excited i can't get over how awesome the hat looks when it's animated because that hat is a separate part than mario because like mario's totally animated himself but the hat is a separate like polygonal item yeah that you know he can throw the hat he can jump off the hat and like that store that he walks into in that that western world is like a cap store and that's what's making me think like you purchase a different cap to acquire a different move and you equip the different hats to uh you know get to different areas in the level which makes me think there's a lot of backtracking in this game like super mario 64 there's a lot of changing direction uh, you know, you might have to go to the first level again after you're halfway through the game to collect that final star because you need the cap that's in that level to complete the first world. And that's what excites me. It's so and exciting. Know, and and even though Miyamoto is probably going to be like producer, like overseer of this project, you know that he had to play this, been playing some of this and helping them drive drive it to what it what what it's gonna be because I know that I'm they going they probably had their um you know just make me a moto 
surpass being happy to get get their, their approval and they probably did it and then i think they're they're probably still working on the game they i know they said that you know they could have released it at lunch but i think they're working on making the game better and they're probably adding more stuff and they probably getting dlc levels together so we, we should see what happens in the holiday yeah and it's exciting because not only did this young team design the switch itself but the young teams are just starting to develop games. We saw a little bit with Splatoon last gen, uh, but the the fact that Nintendo, like the old guard is still there, but they're giving these new people the opportunity to build their own games. And that's exciting. And like, don't get me wrong. I love a focused Mario game. Like Super Mario 3D World is probably the best Mario game I've played since Mario 64. It's that good. But the fact that they're t- all no strings attached approach to this Mario game is just phenomenal. And that's why I'm excited. Yes. And that's why every time I see that trailer, I get excited and there's a smile on my face. And when you see <laughs> when you see Pimp Suit Bowser in his airship. Oh, about that. <laughs> Literally, that that Japanese 3DS commercial with all the different uh, uh, outfits that Mario and Luigi and Princess and Bowser got on, like a lot of people, like go see that on YouTube and you'll get the idea of Bowser. And there's someone who mentioned that if that came out as a amiibo, I listen. I think Ty Oxtra mentioned it if that came out as a amiibo. I lost my mind. I hope and so. Pat- and yes, I that's I will fight everybody if I have to to get one. <laughs> yeah, that that oh my gosh, that's amazing. And there's like new rumors now that like they might incorporate the Donkey Kong universe into this into this like new Donk City, like Donkey Kong might be the mayor or something, like something mm-hmm. totally stupid. And like one of the street names says Dixie Street on it, which is Dixie Kong is obviously a character in Donkey Kong Country. And the fact that they might merge those two, like, like Easter, maybe like Easter egg style things into the Mario world would be just awesome. Maybe he visits Donkey Kong Country at some point and like has a small interaction with Donkey Kong or something. It would just be, it would be cool to see stuff like that. And like just those little things, like even if that's not in there, like this, those little things that they put in there are super exciting. Uh. Uh, man any final thoughts on mario before we move on to zelda which let's just move on to zelda because i said all i could say about mario oh my gosh dude breath of the wild the first time like at first like the voiceover hit the trailer and i was like oh okay and then like the characters started talking and you like hear I I'm what a, I'm assuming the the great Deku tree. You see him at some point, and that's who's telling you the story. And wait, and he sa- says, uh, "Let me tell you a story of what happened a hundred years ago." And then it goes into like you hear the big Goron like say something, and he smacks his hands. You see the great fairy laugh, and you see Zelda cry, and like all these little things that we've been seeing in games for a long time, you know, but the fact that Nintendo is doing it with Zelda and the fact that like they're taking the time to show us that and like the little pieces, you know, Nintendo's going to make the voice acting mean something in this game. Yes. 
is just like, oh, not the fact that, not to mention the fact that this game is one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen. Probably since the Wind Waker remake on on Wii U. This game uh, is probably going to push the hardware on. Well, I don't know about Switch, but it's, put, it's pushing the hardware for Wii U. And that art style, just, just everything about it pops. Just everything, everything it popped as in a way that it grabs your attention and keeps it there, and it makes you wonder, how did you guys do this? Yeah, yeah, like the way, and, like the way the grass moves. Like usually the grass, yes. like usually the grass in games, big open world games, is a flat texture, and they'll put like, you know, if you're running through a field, they'll put longer grass in the field, but then it returns to the texture. Or like they'll put little patches of a pre-rendered like bush or grass somewhere. The fact that every single blade of grass is moving and like you can watch it in the trailer. Like you watch the grass move, you watch it move in the foreground, and then you can see Link foot his foot, like the way his feet stand in the grass, and you see the grass surrounding his feet. You can watch it get matted down when he walks through it, and you see yes. like the water, the way the wa- even the way the water moves is like, I I don't know how this game is only fourteen a fourteen gig install on Switch and a four gig install on Wii U. I don't. No, they're know they're both how. thirteen. Are they? I thought the Wii U version was smaller. The the the, the Wii U version is thirteen. The Switch is thirteen point four. Okay, okay, maybe that's where I got the four from, but like the fact that they can fit all this in that small amount of space. Yes. I'm just sitting there scratching my head. Like how, and like, how does it look this good? And how does it look like it runs this good? And like, uh, I, I am, I am floored by what this game looks like. It's shaping up to be. And like, and I can, if there's some frame rate problems, if, and that's something that Nintendo can patch up on, I'm mostly on the Wii U version. I would be fine with that. Um, but just seeing if it runs smoothly, you're going, uh, yeah, you're just going to wonder, like, this is what y'all delayed this game for. You made it big, but you made it to the point where it works. And it's polished and it's like, yes, you're not going to get like, like, I'm going to take the Witcher, for example, because that's, that's a big open world game. And that game is beautiful in its own right. But there's points where that thing gets choppy. And like Nintendo will not ship a game that looks like that will be choppy like that. You know, uh, Nintendo takes the extra six months to a year. And in this case, 18 months to polish up the game. So it can run well on two different platforms. Yes. And that those are the titles that are you are willing to wait for. Yeah, in 2015, when they guaranteed it to be out, then we were frustrated when it wasn't out. But, you know, when we finally get our hands on it, it's going to be... uh, It's going to be amazing. Yes. I love the art style. Like, I don't... I don't... Like, they they experimented with the realistic... The semi-realistic dark stuff in Twilight Princess. They experimented with the, the... the bright colors and stuff in Wind Waker and uh, 
Skyward Sword, and I think they found that happy medium, and I think they found the perfect art style for Zelda. Yes, they. I just, oh my goodness, seeing the art style in the background, you're gonna, you're just gonna wish that you could freeze frame it and just put mm-hmm. it on and just leave it there. Like, and we can now with that share button on the on the oh, switch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I would love to go to Best Buy, and and even though it's not going to be in 4K anything like that, I would just love to go to Best Buy, see a big screen TV with uh, Breath of the Wild just just in motion, and people would just be like, "Is that a video game or is that like a TV show or cartoon?" Be like, "No, that's a video game." Mm-hmm. And make them be like, which game is this? Be like the Legend of Zelda, and they and just have them be wow to be like a video game could look like this and not like Grand Theft Auto Five. Be like, yeah, a game could look like this when art direction is done correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it, it's not even like the art style is perfect, but like. The character design is perfect. You look at the you look at the facial animations and the design of like the great fairy when she comes out of the fountain. You look yes. at the big Goron when he's like smacking his hands together, and you see those Wind Waker puffs clouds like pop out of his hands because his hands are dusty. And you look at his face when he gets excited. You look at the way like Link's running through the field. You look at the way the horse runs while you're shooting an arrow and an enemy like. Yes. Look at these animations. Just if you watch the animations, it's the most incredible thing I think I've ever seen. And like, I've seen all these, like I've seen facial animation and I've seen horses running a thousand times in video games. But the polish that's on these animations. It feels like a new game design, like a new game development that should just be like, how did you get this to work? And and that's going to be my question. Be like, how did you get this to work? Because I, I, it just outdoes most of what Western gamers, Western design do with realistic graphics and all that other craziness. I'm like, if they did this somewhat with with hand, you know, hand drawn, whatever art style it really is. It, it feels like this is a uh, this is a movie, a cel shaded movie that looked like it took eight hundred people to make, and it looked maybe like one hundred people had to do frame by frame. But it's just like you, you just you'll just wonder and be puzzled, just be like, how did you fit this all into a game to run smoothly, and just and just make it look beautiful? Yeah, like. I, uh, I just I like I'm looking like on my on my computer I have the uh Breath of the Wild the the scene of the master sword with the the sun coming down through the trees yes shining on the master sword and the pedestal and like this screenshot that is on my desktop that's not even running on a Wii U like or a Switch it's just like I can't stop looking at it. And this is like a JPEG I took off the internet. And I can't imagine what this is actually going to look like once I put it on my Switch, on my TV. Mm. And just, just, it's, you know, when, when these three big open world games first came out and people 
were like, I'm, I put the controller down and just kind of looked at the screen and was like, man, how do they do this? This is the game that's going to redefine. Wow. I need to put my controller down and just look at how beautiful this game is. Exactly. Yes. And that's, I mean, and like, I know I'm a huge Zelda fan and I know we're both huge Nintendo fans. And like, sometimes we get a little overexcited about things and like, sometimes we fight to the death on something that, you know, (laughs) yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, you know how we are and people who've listened to any, any of the shows that we're both on, like, you know, I, I try my hardest to take a realistic, optimistic approach to Nintendo, but sometimes that doesn't work. And like, it's just this, this game is just, Nintendo is a special company and we saw that polish on on the Zelda game. We see the polish in the third person shooting of Splatoon. We see the amazing level designs that Mario gives us. Uh, we see the the craziest kart racer. Like it's just Mario Kart just keeps getting more ridiculous every iteration. Right. And like but there's something special and you can feel the feel the development heart that's in these titles and like people get so frustrated with nintendo because sometimes their business practices are questionable sometimes you know delaying a game for two years after you announce it gets people upset sometimes you know if a game's running in 720p instead of 1080p upsets people but when you play the games when you sit down with the controller and you play the game Nobody, everybody stops caring about that stuff because yes. you can feel the heart in Mario Kart 8 running at a perfect 720p at a perfect 60 frames a second. And you watch the assets roll by as you're driving by. You see the perfection of like the, the smoke coming off the tires when you drift around a corner. You see the, I mean, look at the, look how big that angry luigi meme became (laughs) yeah to develop the facial animation that he gets angry when you pass him like look at that and that's what nintendo delivers when they build a game they're paying to that paying attention to that detail like they like it they know that it has to be top quality now People could be under, could be mad at the people who made Metro Prime Federation Force. I haven't played that game. People say that still, still good game is average six point five seven point oh, the lowest I can ever think of Nintendo getting. Yeah, you could say whatever about Mario Party. Um, that's more review stuff, but at least they went in, took the time to make a game really, really good and stand out. And that's what I feel like Breath of the Wild is. Even if it even if it don't meet somebody some people's expectations, even if it don't get game of the year for for some people, this game I I think it's just gonna define 20, 2017, 2017 alone. Like I think once we play it and we spend maybe two to three hours with it we're going to we're probably going to be like nothing could touch this. Mm-hmm. This is on a whole new level of game design, art, music, just this is what 
not only makes Zelda, but what makes a, a modern video game. Yeah. Like it's going to be an all-time classic where it's going to be like, if you are not a Nintendo fan, I feel bad for you. If you yeah. feel like Nintendo is for babies, I feel bad for you. Because yeah. you're missing out on one of the probably top quality games of this year alone. Yeah. And that's first or third. And that and and I really feel like this particular game in Breath of the Wild is going to have the Ocarina of Time effect for so many people. Yes. Where where it's gonna drastically change the way we look at, you know how an open world acts and i know people are afraid that this world is going to be empty but you look at the little details in the trailer they showed the little foxes running around and yawning and shaking their tail as they burrow into a hole to to you know they're acting naturally you see a herd of horses uh as you run through a forest you know you see the apples fall from the tree you see little encampments and they showed the towns that you can go visit And then you have the dungeons, the big dungeons, the small dungeons, the small explorable caves, you know, all these things that you've seen in like Skyrim or, or fallout or, or the Witcher, but it has that Nintendo touch on it where like, it's not the same dungeon you go into the things inside the dungeon are going to act differently. They're not going to be pre-rendered animations that like the AI, when they spot you, you know, you're going to, what you expect in Skyrim when you walk into a, a dungeon is you know you see the skeletons walking around and it's predetermined you know animation it it hears you it sees you you see it raise its sword and come to attack you you're going to expect that in skyrim whereas in zelda i feel like when you walk into one of these small dungeons you know you're going to see the animals inside the dungeon some of them might run away from you some of them might run up to you some of them might just keep doing what they're doing and ignore you. And then you see the enemies that like, you know, the aggressive ones that they might come attack you. They might shoot an arrow at you. They might try to flank you. I feel like those are the tiny touches that Nintendo is going to put on these little dungeons. And that's what I think Zelda's going to be. Yes, I agree. Oh, I can't wait for this game. I, I like everything for the rest of the year, just to have Breath of the Wild, I would do if I if I had if that was the I had to make for video games this year. Uh, besides Mario, um, but yeah, it's so Breath of the Wild is so important to me, mm-hmm. you know, and it's probably important to you. And I don't know other people who might who might disagree with that. That it's just like well, it's just a Zelda game. I'm just like no, they're going deeper. Mm-hmm. This is there, not. This is not just another Zelda game, right? It might share some of the Zelda things, but they're going deeper, and I'm I'm ready for that. I'm ready to go deeper with them, you know. And they don't have to. To me personally, they don't have to meet any expectations from me. Only expectation that I require require of them is just let it be fun. Mm-hmm. Let it let it let it. Let it be fun so that entertain me. Yeah. And let me find out what this game is about without without being told, well, this is the story and you gotta go here and you gotta no. 
I want to be entertained so that when it's time to discuss this game with everybody, I can hear all the stories that this game has done for them and what they did in it. That's what I want from Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I agree. I want I want those, you know, quote unquote water cooler moments. You know, everybody's gonna experience the story stuff, but it's the stuff that you do in between. I wanna I wanna hear what people have to say. You know, if you come up on like a a some wild animals i want to know what they did or like you know i i just want to hear little things like that yeah oh wow nintendo oh man we did it We, we did it yes oh man we're gonna wrap up this episode of pal block i mean i could keep going but i i i'm i think you know, my wife's ready for lunch and so am I. Uh, but you know, this, this show is going to start popping up twice a week. Uh, you know, you can find it on DNA network.net me and Ed, and you know, sometimes a special guest Kyle will be back on Tuesday episodes. I'm, I'm sure. Uh, so Ed, why don't you tell everybody where we can find you and then, I'll I'll tell people if they want to find me, but I'm usually the least <laughs> interesting person on the show. So <laughs> you're amazing. Um, I'm just going to plug it that you can find me on Twitter at that retro code. Um, we you you can find me at optional opinion. Uh, capital letters all one word. Um, you can hear my podcast optional opinion and my other podcast world one one on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Um, world one one podcast also is on shoutengine.com and uh, optional opinion is also on the anonymous radio network.popping.com um, um and i do some other stuff some writing i do write for dna um so there will be a blog coming soon so check out our work at dna network.net yeah yeah and i'm gonna i'm today after this podcast i'm working on the website throughout the weekend so next week uh i want to start making giant pushes for the DNA network again. Uh, you know, we discussed some things. I don't, I didn't know if I was going to make my own YouTube page. I have my own YouTube page, but I want to make sure like the DNA network stays intact. And I feel like our shows are stronger than ever, especially this show and NGR are top priorities for this, this thing. And, you know, Ed, you and, and Matt have been like, the heart and soul of these shows and like, you know, you, you're a special person, not only to DNA, but to me as a co-host on the show. And, and, and I love you. I always love you too. It's always good to talk video games with, it's always good to talk video games to just nerd out. That's me. Yeah. So, uh, you can find me at Corey Hudson and HD on Twitter Corey in HD on Instagram, and you can find all of our content on DNA network.net and our YouTube page, youtube.com slash digital nerd advocates network. Hit like subscribe and share. And for me and Ed, thank you so much for watching or listening. And until next week, we love you. Woohoo. Bye everybody.